Wow. So I finally, I'm changing it up today. I've had three guests already this week. You're the the what last one of the week. So welcome to Beyond the Fight, Sabrina Primiano. Hey, Andrew, what's up? Not much. You know, Claudia couldn't be here, but, you know, she'll be here in spirit with us. You're representing PT underscore. What's the page again? Like, I, I, I always butcher the name. It's, I don't want to. <laughs> it's power up underscore training. Power up Instagram. underscore. Tra- yeah, exactly. So this is a different podcast a bit today because usually I have fighting guests. But Sab, you know, I see what you're doing. You're back on the grid. So we might, we might as well uh, promote it so it gets bigger because it's growing faster than we anticipated, like the coronavirus. <laughs> terrible, Andrew. Terrible. <laughs> so, hey, you know what? We've got to lighten it up a bit. You've got to embrace everything right now with the way the world's going. I know it's pretty crazy, but we'll get through it. I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. You're on the front lines. I'm on the front lines, you know, so that's, uh, that's where it's at, but you know, negativity aside, we'll get to that eventually talking a bit about this. Cause you know, you're a nurse and I think you could really help anyone out here who's confused as fuck with this, but, yeah. uh, Tell people about uh, your background because, you know, you're not only uh, you're not only like a trainer now, we can stay on the side, but you're a registered nurse, which is one of the most accomplished jobs to date now. Oh, wow. That's so nice of you to say. Yeah, I've always wanted to work in a health field, so I chose nursing. Um, I have a college degree, a bachelor's and a master's in nursing. Uh, I worked in surgery for quite a while as a nurse, and then I transferred over to uh, nurse education. So basically, I train nurses to work in the hospital now. Very, very, very impressive, Sab. So right now, as we speak, are you also like getting nurses ready for what's to come with all the chaos happening? Yeah, we actually are. We're creating a bunch of uh, videos and information pamphlets uh, for the coronavirus Um, how nurses are going to be able to um, basically identify patients or people who are symptomatic, who have symptoms, and uh, be able to basically test them and see if they have it or not and put measures in place to make sure that it doesn't spread and to make sure people, you know, remain safe as well. That's really important because right now, like there's something new happening every day. And I mean, nurses, especially nurses and doctors who are really, you guys are like in the the red zone as they say in football to really like be in front of the patients so you know amazing work you're doing you know that we we need to have this done especially with your background and also how do you feel you know through all this that your training is going to help like not your training in nursing but with fitness how do you feel fitness is going to help keep everybody calm with this Actually, fitness is amazing because it relieves stress and also the fact that we can't really be indoors anywhere where there's too many people. It's encouraging a lot of people to get outside, breathe some fresh air, get away from the screens. I just think, unfortunately, it had to be this way, but I see so many people outside getting active. It's amazing to see and it's a great stress reliever. It changes your mind so you're not constantly thinking about corona all the time because I, I feel like that's all we're talking about lately, you know? It, it is nuts too. Like it's like, the, it's like the subject of every group chat, every dinner table talk. You know, my mom's following this thing like it's a hockey game and it's I've even decided to like just mute it out because there's nothing if you worry too much you'll get sick and then you get sick from worrying so as you said it's might you might as well just go outside and you know stay away from all the screens yeah pretty much 
So, you know, what got you to start this? Because you were, your story is interesting. You were off the grid for quite some time from everything. Like, you deleted <laughs> everything. So, for, for those who want to know, like, I'll say it. Like, Sab is, like, one of the most interesting people you'll ever meet. She's an amazing human being. But, you know, I'll let her explain. I'll let you explain, like, what led you to go off grid and then come back. So basically, yeah, I had Facebook, Twitter, Instagram many years ago, and I just feel that myself, along with others, I'm sure it was just becoming to like to a point where I was, I could say, basically addicted. When you check your phone, when you wake up, anytime you have a break, anytime you have a chance before you go to bed, just to see what's going on, or I just felt it wasn't healthy anymore. And actually, Claudia suggested that uh, I should just delete uh, my Instagram, which was uh, the platform that I was using the most and I felt that I was the most addicted to. And actually feeling, I was feeling pretty anxious to delete it, you know? So um, I took her advice. We deleted it together. And then uh, I deleted Twitter. I just had, uh, I think I also deleted Facebook. I was completely gone. No social media for quite a while. Uh, but then I got Facebook back just to uh, communicate with family. Mm-hmm. And I was also really hesitant to get uh, Instagram back because I didn't want to become addicted again. Um, but honestly, I've been training for quite a while now. And I just felt it was an amazing way to show my friends, my family, followers, what I'm doing and to motivate them and help them get active as well. The feedback's been super positive. I get people messaging me or calling me. And telling me how uh, motivated they feel and they're actually trying the workouts we post. So I'm so happy about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually about to buy some of the resistance bands that Ivan uh, has for you. And I was like, oh, I got to get those now because I need to work some of my hip and I need to work some my right side of my hip where it's a bit weaker for whatever reason. So, you know, shout out to you, to, to you for recommending those resistance bands because now I'm going to start using them for uh, whatever training I can since the gyms are closed. Yeah, exactly. They're amazing. Honestly, you could also get um, different degrees uh, of weight. So basically you have uh, either you could have 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds, or if you have the elastics, you could have light, medium, heavy, extra heavy. So you go at your own pace, basically. That's really good. And for those who don't know, actually, because you right now you also do Muay Thai. But before that, when we were in college, once upon a time, a long time ago, <laughs> yeah. in a galaxy far, far away. Okay, uh, Andrew, not okay. that far away. <laughs> okay, okay, 10 years ago, but still yeah. it doesn't seem that long. You, you were actually taking kickboxing. So what led you to trying that out while you were studying to be a nurse? So I was always super interesting, interested in kickboxing. I was always a little bit of a tomboy, even though it doesn't show. And I just always found uh, these fighting sports super cool. When I was younger, I had done karate for a short period of time, which um, was super interesting, but I was kind of forced into it. So I had trouble finding joy in that. But as I got older, uh, I was more exposed to kickboxing. I used to watch UFC and I just was, oh my God, I just found it so cool. So I'm like, you know what? I need to try that. I never used to train. Ever. I didn't go to the gym. I didn't do any sports. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to try kickboxing. And my friends actually laughed at me. They're like, oh, my God, you're going to go try kickboxing. I have to see this. I can't believe it. You know? Yeah, but and... you got good, man. You got really good at it. That's the one thing I remember, like when you were doing it, like you were really thriving at it. 
well, I was super focused and motivated because I wanted to prove everyone wrong, <laughs> but also because I enjoyed it so much. My coach was amazing. His name was Eric Alfonso. Mm-hmm. Um, and he really believed in me. And then I brought uh, Claudia along and we used to do classes together. She was my training partner. And uh, we stopped, I think it was blue or green belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after that, we had quit martial arts for a little while. And we, I started going to the gym, actually. Um, I never had gone to the gym before, but Claudia introduced me to that. Uh, which was nice for a while, but then I got bored. <laughs> and that's when I decided to go back to martial arts. And mm-hmm. uh, this time I decided to go to Muay Thai instead because I found that even cooler than kickboxing. So, yeah, when you get to use uh, your, when you get to do, when you get to do the clinch and then use all uh, your elbows and knees, I think that that's like a game changer when you really yeah. start seeing. Because everyone's like that does Muay Thai, whether they've done karate or Taekwondo, they they do Muay Thai and they they just say how it's a game changer. Yeah, it's so much fun. There's so many things you can learn, and it's just. Ugh. I just can't picture my life without it. Honestly, I really can't. Already the fact that the school has closed down because of the coronavirus, I'm kind of freaking out. But uh, yeah, I miss it so much already. And it's only been a week and a half. So I, I know exactly what you mean. And, and hopefully your coach, what we see now doing, well, the teacher you have can make maybe some online workouts like what you and Clara are doing because a lot of studios are doing that now where they can't have guests they are doing online videos. So maybe... Hopefully, that's the next step for for what you're doing. Yeah, it would be cool, but unfortunately, we don't. I don't have a a bag at home, so I can't punch or kick anything. You know, it would be mostly conditioning, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, so far, I haven't seen anything on the side. We haven't gotten any news, unfortunately. But we'll see. Keep an eye open. That's for sure. Exactly. Anything right now, it's basically what's down is up and up is down, but anything changes in a day, basically. So it's it's just crazy. But, you know, getting back to uh, what when you were doing kickboxing, like and you said how focused you are, did you feel just the discipline gained from that helped you get through nursing and CJEP? Because you had one of the most intense programs. You know, I remember when we first started and we were in social and then you found nursing and you were going to night school while like balancing whatever so did, did you feel at that time that just what you were doing with claudia with eric did that kind of help you get through that phase it definitely helped me de-stress it helped me change my mind because yeah when i was in nursing school uh my god we would study all the time from morning to night weekends just like any other program you know but it was super intense um and honestly, the kickboxing just helped me de-stress a lot. It like just changed my mind, got my mind off things, and uh, it felt really good. That's really good. I I remember, and like when you were getting your belts too, and you got like your your T-shirt, you got like a certificate. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, like, I remember it was like the weird. It's like I have a great memory, as you say, but I remember. But I remember like the most miscellaneous of details. And that was one thing I remember with how happy you were and like you were and like you were proudly boasting about it. And everyone was like, oh, shit, like she can kick ass now. <laughs> I don't know if I could kick ass, but uh, <laughs> the technique, it's all about technique, Andrew. And yeah, I was super proud because we had to work really hard to get our belts and we had to pass specific exams and Obviously, physical exams, you know, it was mostly technique and he would um, grade us on that. Um, but it was super fun just to 
to see how I had progressed from somebody who never worked out in their life to starting with kickboxing. Like, that's a huge jump, you know? And I was just so proud of the progress. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Whereas, like, with the, I can definitely relate to that. Like, when I got my green belt in the style of karate I do, it was like, a big accomplishment because it's like the senior level belt. So you're two away from brown and black, but just in general, like whenever you pass the belt and you have no prior experience, it's the most rewarding feeling because yeah. you realize you did it. And it, to put the work in, it's, uh, it's, it's not easy. No, it's really not. You really need to be focused. You have to train because it's not just about technique. You need to have strength as well. You need to be disciplined, motivated. It's, it's so many things, you know, and you always need to keep working at it, practice, because if you don't, I mean, you don't lose the technique, but, you know, you really need to train your body to keep it at 100%, you know, to, to do all those techniques. So Makes sense makes sense that that's understandable and uh like what was the and so when you when you remember the belt ranking was it like white or like yellow blue and green or what was the the yeah from from what i remember because now it's been quite a few years i think it's been five years uh i started off at white then we went to yellow and then green and then blue okay if i remember correctly yeah Okay, well, that, yeah, that's it. That's in, that's really awesome the, with how far you came in. Now with the experience you have uh, in uh, Muay Thai, that must make it. So if you went back, decided to go back to regular kickboxing, then maybe like you would even excel even further because of all what you learned there too. Probably, but also um, my coach Eric, uh, the kickboxing coach, he was always integrating uh, some Muay Thai notions in our training. So I was really familiar with the knees okay maybe not so much the elbows but also uh the clinch we learned that we used to practice a lot with each other uh during sparring so it was like a mix he would call it kickboxing but he would always integrate some muay thai in there well muay thai is a is a kind of kickboxing right about that Um, yeah it's just like cut off what were you saying he would call what Oh, sorry, yeah, because my coach, Eric, when I was doing kickboxing, he would integrate notions of Muay Thai, basically uh, knees and the clinch. Mm -hmm. So when I started doing Muay Thai, uh, it wasn't unfamiliar to me. Maybe the elbows was a little bit tough in the beginning, learning how to do that. Um, But like I said, kickboxing and Muay Thai, I think Muay Thai is um, a style of kickboxing. Mm -hmm. So it's very, very similar, except you're adding your elbows, your knees and, and all that. So makes sense. That's interesting. It's kind of similar in the style of in the style of karate, because like I do Kyokushin style and you said you did karate. Do you remember if it was that style or was it Shotokan? Because those are the two big ones that are in Quebec. Well, my coach was Joe Adesso, so I don't remember what he used to teach. I don't know if you know him. He's known in the Kyokushin community. Yep. So you did the same style as I did. You have a Kyokushin background. Most yeah. Likely. Oh, you did. Oh, yeah. you're a badass. Then in that case, you're you're in the you were training no. in the Navy SEALs of karate. No, 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 Andrew. I didn't do it for long. I didn't even pass white belt. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you had experience in that style, so it's still good, especially that you uh, did that. So that's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, so you did. So you did that, and. So now, you know, with nursing and, you know, you said fitness helps. What 
would make nursing a rewarding career, whether you're a guy or a girl, like from what your experience, like if they're looking to make a switch, you know, they don't know what they want to do. They come across nursing. How do you feel nursing has uh, benefited you like in uh, the long run? Honestly, Andrew, I'd have to say it's a vocation. Basically, you can't do it for the money. Uh, well, the money anyways, <laughs> that's another subject uh, or the hours or whatever it is just to, you know, I feel like you need to want to help people. And that's why people go into nursing, you know, because we're there with the patients eight hours a day. Yes, doctors are extremely important. They save lives, you know, but we spend the majority of our day with a patient. So we need to do evaluations, um, interventions based on what we evaluate. We call the doctor um, you know, keep them up to date with what's going on. And depending on which sector you you work as a nurse, mm-hmm. um, your job kind of changes. Like a nurse who's working in the operating room won't do the same thing as someone who's working in intensive care or emergency or surgery uh, or in teaching. So in whatever type of nurse you want to become, you contribute either directly or indirectly to the to patient care. Um, I just it's such a rewarding job. If you like helping people you just feel amazing at the end of the day that you could make a difference in someone's life. And if you, and you must've worked with everyone, like every kind of patient from every situation. What was, uh, from your experience, uh, have you, when you worked with terminally ill, what's, I know that's a touchy subject. What was that like in your experience? If you've had the chance to work with any terminally ill? Well, for most of my nursing career, I was working in surgery. Mm -hmm. So the patients tend to be relatively young. I'd say between, well, the average age was probably 60s, 70s. In nursing, that's pretty young for us. (laughs) Um, And we've had patients who were dying, of course, because sometimes when things don't go as planned or there's a surgery planned and doctors open up the patient and they find out the cancer has just spread everywhere and there's nothing they can do, um, they become basically palliative patients, which means uh, we do everything to keep them comfortable until they die. Uh, That's super hard. It's something uh, I've had trouble with as a nurse because We go to school and our main focus is to save and to help people. Whereas when someone becomes palliative or end of life, um, you're basically keeping them comfortable, but you know they're going to die and there's nothing you can do to save them. So that's super hard. It's basically symptom management. If they have pain, uh, nausea, uh, whatever it is, you know, um, you just need to make sure they're comfortable until they die. And you know, it's it's nice if you think of it that way, but it's kind of hard, especially when, you know, you see these people every day, uh, you spend your whole day with them, um, you know, the family, you know, their friends, because they come to visit the patient and then, you know, you kind of get attached and then they pass away. That's super yeah. hard. It's really hard to yeah, deal with. I could only imagine like the shell you have to develop, like uh, the tough skin you have to develop because yes, you're you're building the rapport with them and the family and then they depend they kind of like have that bond with you where they only want you to do everything for them and then and then you know when it's all said and done it's like oh it's like it's over but and it is sad because it's it's they're gone and you know they they you did you could you did everything you could but like do you ever feel like that feel good that the fact that you were there to help them like when they needed you the most Honestly, yeah, it feels amazing because I really do everything in my power I can. 
to help the patients, the family, even like, you know, sometimes you're just so busy. Like sometimes it's happened, Andrew, that I've been, I was running left and right. I've had patients coming out of surgery, some patients not doing well, a bunch of treatments I had to give. And I just stopped in the middle of the hallway and I was just about to cry because I just didn't know what to do next. But you just need to like hold back your tears and keep doing what you're doing because you need to save people and help people, and it's just it's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, I could only, that's a, that's really awesome. You know, I'm, it's really good that people hear this because you, when you do this vocation, you have to do it with the right intention. You know, some people want to be a teacher for whatever reason, but then it turns out teaching's not for them, and it's uh, it's unfortunate. But that's why it's important to choose the right vocation, and you know, not you know, make it about the money, you got to do it with the right reasons, especially now, like as we as we move into this topic, you know, with uh, what's going on with Corona, like how has it been for you and the team you have at your hospital? Because I'm sure you're getting letters every day with updates. And it's it it must be tough, like with uh, all the news coming in. It is extremely tough, because um, I'm a nurse educator, um, I do get information a lot faster than the nurses who are working on the units with patients. So I get information directly from the director of nursing and the minister of health. Um, we have meetings every two days. So constantly updated. Um, and because we have, we were receiving so much information on a regular basis, because even though our meetings are every two days, Every day we're still getting updates, you know, uh, from team members, from nurses. We're getting emails, letters constantly, like you said. So this corona is from the minute I wake up to the minute I go to bed. It's in my head. Um, It's super stressful. I mean, um, families and friends are not allowed to visit the hospitals anymore. Uh, They can't go to old folks' homes, nothing, because we're trying to protect uh, the patients that are there. And we want to reduce the spread of the virus as well. So the hospital has become a pretty eerie place. Uh, it's super quiet. There's not much movement. Anybody you, you meet in the hallway, uh, that's a topic of discussion is the coronavirus. Uh, we're constantly washing our hands, using Purell, cleaning everything. And also doctors and nurses, because um, some doctors don't wear scrubs. They dress regularly, go to work. And so do I. I don't wear scrubs because I'm, I'm teaching and I'm, I'm usually in the office, so I wear regular clothes. But we're actually going to start wearing scrubs in the hospital and uh, remove them before coming home just in case we come in contact with someone who has the virus. and We don't want to bring it home to, uh, to people we live with or, or anything. So a lot of changes in our daily habits. It's uh, making us question also the, the social norms. You know, you meet someone and you hug them or you kiss them or you shake their hands and... You know, it's so easy to transmit bacteria and viruses that way. So it's it's just nuts. Like, I really feel like, you know, some people say who are being naive and saying, oh, this will last a few weeks or a couple of months. But I have this feeling that this is going to change the way we have our daily habits and just the way we live life now. You know, we're seeing the long. I think this is going to have a lot of long term effects that we're not really aware of. Yeah, I think it will. And honestly, I can't tell you, I mean, I'm in in the healthcare system. And even I don't know, nobody knows how long this is going to last if it's months or weeks, and definitely, it's going to have a huge impact on every part of our life, uh, whether it's work, whether it's school, social, anything. And, uh, you know, 
it's not like this happens every year. I mean, the last time this happened was, I think, in the 1920s with the Spanish flu. So uh, it takes a lot of rearranging, but we're doing it for the greater good, you know, and uh, we just want to eliminate the spread. I mean, all these interventions we're putting in place that the government is putting in place, uh, it's amazing because we're we're really in prevention mode. So hopefully it won't get as bad as it is in Italy, uh, France and China because of all the prevention we're putting it, in it's, place. So. It's just we'll tragic see. what we see in Italy. And, you know, like I have like, I know you know that I do online teaching on the side. And, you know, one of my students, yeah. his uh, dad is a colonel in the army. And they were, and what China did was pretty radical. Like the, like the solutions they had when this virus first happened, when they were trying to contain it was, um, it's like the first solution was very like civil, we can say. It was like, you know, build the makeshift hospitals to treat all the patients in isolation. The second one was to go into was to seal off Wuhan from everything, even supplies just to like kill the virus. They were not letting any supplies. In. And then the most like intense draconian was that they were going, going to go into the market, like the live market and just torch everything up, basically. Oh, my God, that's insane. Yeah. So that's that's how China handles their uh, their uh, when these viruses happen. It's intense. But, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy uh, Canada handles things differently. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> so, but, you know, what, what Canada has been doing so far is really great. Um, I have nothing bad to say. Besides uh, closing the, um, the borders, that took a little bit of time. Yeah. I would have liked that to be done sooner, but at least it's done now. So it's... That will help. Oh, it will. And I really yeah. feel that our province is the one that's the most forward with this. They're really... It's like, you know, say what you want about Definitely. the premier, but he's done everything he can. You mean, I mean, even like my work that I'm at, because I'm on the front lines like you at a grocery store, like we're constantly like going on the fly with the rules and the changes. So wear gloves, you know, wash your hands. Don't don't come into close distance and don't put your hands where they don't belong. Basically, that's the rule. Yeah, always over a meter away from everybody because if somebody coughs or sneezes, um, it can the droplets can travel uh, approximately a meter, a meter and a half. Mm -hmm. So if you have to cough or sneeze, it's in your in your arm, in your mm -hmm. shirt. Um, and yeah, you have to guys clean your phones. We always put our phones down everywhere. We touch something, pick up our phones. Our phones are extremely dirty, so it could be it could act as a a fomite, a vector, basically uh, something that gets let's say infected with a virus and then you touch it and then you can touch your face and get infected. So cleaning the phone multiple times a day with alcohol, at least 60%, super, super important. Very good. So guys, listen to what Sab says. She's a, she's a nurse. She's an educator in nursing. You know, whenever anyone hears this, like she, everything she says here, you won't get this from anyone else. So I always, I'm really trying to encourage people to do what she says because you know you know your shit you're in the you're in the field that set yourself so do it yeah definitely. so i want to move on to mma news now and fighting because you know we have to talk about ufc 248 that happened and i know that's something oh <laughs> yeah, my god like hey so that was arguably i don't know what to think of it like i was so hyped for that card like you know I was so excited. I was so excited to see Yoel Romero um, win that fight, mm -hmm. redeem himself. And I must say, I was not ecstatic. 
it was just as boring as the Derek Lewis Francis fight. Ah, oh, if my not more. God, I was like, you know what? I was like, okay, first round, you know, he's analyzing the other guy. Yeah, yeah, he got this. He got this. Second round comes. I'm like, okay, he's still analyzing. That's fine. You know, like third round's gonna be legit. Third round comes, nothing happening. I was like, what the fuck is going on? It was terrible and i'm so disappointed because i know he's such a good fighter oh he really is but you know you could say what you want about izzy you know izzy fought the fight that's gonna win him the fight you know he fought like uh like that would in the style that you know it will win him the decision but you know that's what it is he's fighting to keep the belt basically he said yeah i want to entertain but i mean you look at a guy like yoel you, you can't take that guy lightly you know if you just watch his fight versus luke rockhold two years ago stab like you know rockhold was opening up on him and then out of nowhere yoel just ex- does his typical exploding and just knocks him out yeah he's a savage honestly but you can tell that izzy was nervous well i felt i couldn't tell he wasn't his usual self during the fight he looked a little bit nervous i think he was intimidated by yoel um and also the fact that he played it safe i feel that doesn't really deserve the belt how could you play it safe i don't know i mean you know what i'm thinking is you know he's gonna fight the fight that yoel's gonna fight so that's what he was doing as a striker but i was really hoping for that explosive wrestling that he would use Yoel, and then Izzy would have to use his counter-striking that's made him look so invincible. I was hoping for that, too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. It, it was it like happen. Brock Lesnar versus uh, Alistair Overeem uh, back when, back in 2011. It was, like, heavyweight, and, you know, Brock was, like, it was a classic, will Brock dominate Alistair? And then if you watch that fight on Fight Pass, Alistair just takes apart Brock, who's, like, at the time, the, the best freakish athlete in MMA and you know that's that's what I was hoping with the Izzy versus Romero just we'd see a five round war what yeah. about the women's fight what was your take on that co-main oh my god that was insane the girls always have sick fights like I wouldn't want to be in a ring with either of those girls that's all I have to say um, the forehead, Andrew. I just couldn't take my eyes off it. It looked like uh, she looked like Alien. <gasps> I felt so bad for her, and you can tell she was so insecure about her forehead. She kept touching it. Yeah, uh, I know you don't like you. I don't know if you're a fan of Joanna because I know you said on the record you're a fan of Thug Rose more, which you know it makes sense. The Rose is more humble; she's more calm. But yeah. what do you? What's your? What's your opinion of this Wei Lee chick that's just burst onto the scene? Oh my god, she's insane. I really think she has a lot of potential. Like, I wouldn't want to fight her. She's scary. She knows how to... She was striking, man. She was standing with Joanna, who's like three inches taller than her. And it was it was just like a slugfest. Yeah, honestly, she's, she's really good. It's, I think it's someone we need to keep our eye out for because... Uh... She really impressed the me. Other, the other female fighter that, I don't know if you watched it, it was in February. It's the, the one that you know I like, Valentina Shevchenko. She had an amazing 
performance against uh, Caitlin Chikugian back in February. And she's another one that has that kickboxing style, but she has that judo mix in there where she's going to look, she's going to look for that. Uh, she's going to find like holes and then she'll apply the takedown when necessary. And she's another one that you have to watch for, but the flyweight division, I mean, I don't know what your take is on that division. Cause it's kind of the, the redheaded stepchild right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Andrew. I don't really have much to say on that one. Um, I don't like. I like mm-hmm. Rose a lot. I don't. I even don't even know which division she's in. <laughs> Same as Whaley. When she does, yeah. But when she does fight, I make sure to watch her. That's for sure. But uh, yeah. What's your take on Tony Khabib? Will it happen? We've been talking about this, and I keep giving you updates. It's like, and you're like, no. You're like, no. It's gonna get canceled. What? What is your ultimate prediction with all of this going on? Will it happen? With the corona, yes. it's not gonna happen, Andrew. <laughs> no way. How many thousands of people uh, actually present themselves there to watch the fight? Well, it's like over ten thousand, but they're saying that they're going to do it with no audience. They're going to do it with only ten people, with a camera crew and the coaches. That's that's about it. Hey, if the fighters consent and everyone's okay about it, that's chill. Um, but I really don't know the way things are progressing. I really don't know. It's really hard to yeah, say. Yeah, there was uh, there was like one I had. There's one meme I found that Dana White made where it's like they're going to do it on the moon in like a bubble, basically. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. it sucks because they're losing so much money. Um, and it sucks to have a, a fight canceled, especially when you've been preparing so long for it. But, I mean, it's for their own safety, so... It makes sense. It makes it does make sense. And then, like, you know, some say, you know, there's like you and a, and a few others have said no. Others I've spoken to say, yes, it's going to happen. I ask why. And then they say, well, they say Dana's friendly, very friendly with Trump. So he's going to probably try to get, like, an exception from the from Donald and like the doctors to do it on like this area where there's only like a limited limited amount of people and it's going it, uh, it's 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 interesting like it's so divided and it's hanging by like a thread right now but it does need to happen that fight but at what cost you know that's the question Exactly I don't know it's something they're going to have to consider but I don't know personally I don't think it's a good idea right now but if it happens and there's not that many people present except for the fighters and a few people filming and the team, I, I still feel they should take the necessary precautions. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. It's a tough one. It's a very delicate situation. And, you know, it's like, you know, I don't like, but if that fight were to happen, let's say if the times weren't where they were right now, how do you see that fight going? You know, you got Tony, who's an awkward striker and, you know, he's got this interesting style of grappling. And then you have Habib, who's just been, a force, you know, and everyone's saying this is the guy that's yeah. going to beat him. Like, this is the guy to make him finally defeated. Uh, I don't know about that. To be honest, I'm not a huge fan of mm-hmm. Khabib. But he is good. He's good. So, I don't know. It's a really tough call. It's a really tough call. What do you think? My honest opinion is that I believe that this is going to be Tony's fight because... We've seen Khabib go to the fifth round, but this is going to be a guy versus a guy that will make him bleed. If you've watched Tony's fights, every guy he's fought, they they come out of there looking like they got hit by like a Mack truck and like a freight train. And it's like he's he's got that awkward 
personality. I mean, you know, he's my kind of fighter too. You know, I'm not like his biggest fan either. I'm not, I'm neither of their biggest fans, but I like Tony with how weird he is. It's like, he's got that like aura where you interview him. It's like talking to like a, like a comic book character. Uh, see, I don't know. I haven't seen uh, many interviews with him, so I can't really tell. But um, I guess we'll have to see, Andrew. We really, we, we really will. And uh, it's just going to be interesting. You know, you, that card also will have Rose fighting on it if it happens. But I don't see Rose fighting. I just think they're going to. Rose against uh, who? Jessica Andraj, the one that, lo- that won the belt versus her. Oh. And then lost yeah. it, so the rematch. And it's a number. It's a title eliminator fight. Oh man, that would be so interesting. It's it's just interesting to see because you hear Rose talk like now she seems more calm, at peace, and you know she's ready to fight. But you know she said she didn't like being champion. It, it, it she really it came with a lot of stress. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear yeah, that. Yeah, she was in a dark place. She said like because you know she's very spiritual. So it's uh, yeah. it's it's nice to see her back because she is truly one of. Like the true straw weights that the uh, the promotion needs right now, especially with the uh, the women's MMA just taking off. Yeah, I know it's really progressing. It's nice to see actually that there's more females getting involved in uh, in martial arts. So um, it's really cool. What do you think? Uh, so, like, if someone came up, so now let's say you became an an Uber fan like me, because you know we all have our favorites. But like, how do you think like females like or women can like benefit from following combative sports like what makes that more appealing than say team sports where you know it's like you know they have a team but then fighting is like is better like what makes you think that it's becoming more popular as a woman i don't think fighting is better than another sport Mm -hmm. i think it just depends on your preferences um when you fight or you do a martial art you're more by yourself even though you're being trained and you're training with others you're really focusing on yourself and what you can do to better yourself uh, how to be quicker more agile um, the techniques and how do you analyze someone what move you're going to use next uh, depending on the person you're fighting or sparring with it's it's so different it's so analytical and I think that's what people don't understand people that don't watch it and don't understand it they think oh people are just beating each other up they're crazy why are they doing this but I feel like there's a whole science behind it you know whereas when you're in a sport with a team it's you know, yes, you have to work on yourself, but you also depend on others uh, to make it, you know. Uh, you need to know how to collaborate, work with others, and bring each other up, you know. it's They're both good, but I just think it depends on. Yeah, everybody prefer. has their preferences. You know, we see now with, like, pro sports, like, women's pro sports are, like, finally taking off. Like, we had with, like, women's hockey. It was, like, it was developing and then we have there's also women's soccer which we see with the world cups and all the tournaments at tennis too with even though it's individual that's another very popular sport to for for women and then now we have fighting and i just find like the women's the women's mma like it's still developing because it's only been around for around seven years (laughs) but man these girls can throw and it's like some of them like are like wow it's like where did you come from you know what it is andrew it's because fighting is not that attractive to females i think personally this is what i think because you're fighting but i mean you need to be willing to get 
uh, punched in the face and kicked and taken down. And honestly, that's scary. I remember my coach, Eric, had asked me to start fighting. Um, but in competitions, and I felt confident in myself. I did feel that I was at a, at a stage where I could uh, compete. But I was scared. I was scared to break my nose, my my lips, get a concussion, be thrown down, get hurt, break something. That fear just made me reject all his offers. And I was like, no, no, no. And he was like, but you're ready. You could do this. And I was just like, ah, I can't. I don't, I don't want to get punched in the face, you know. that. Just thinking of that pain, it's like so... I don't know. I don't know. It's not, I don't think, that attractive for females because, unfortunately, in this society, we haven't been brought up to like or engage in these types of sports. Um, so I think fighting brings it to another level where you're not just training anymore now. It's getting <laughs> more serious. But I do think it's super nice that women you know, more women are interested in the sport. It's not just guys that could fight, I mean, and do this sport, you know? I think everyone can, and it's really nice oh, to for see. Sure. I definitely agree there. I mean, look at women like Amanda Nunes. Like, you know, I, I hate to say to when they say fight like a girl. No, Amanda fights like a woman. I mean, and she hits like a Mack truck, man. She's got, the, she's got like a male punching power. I don't want to get punched up by that. Or Chris Cyborg. <laughs> when I see like one of those like really strong women, with like they're with like that are like really into it, I, and they want me to spar them. I'd be like, no, thank you. I'm, I'm no I'm way. Not, I'm gonna be. I'm going to pussy out and 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 put my head down. I'm not taking a hit from you today. I got. I've got to work. Yeah, uh, definitely. They can take down. I'm sure a number of guys. I mean, it's yeah. so it's not. They're athletes, Andrew. Yeah. They're athletes. I mean, they do this day in and day out, and they're preparing themselves to fight. So. You know, it's well, I mean, you too, you did it too. You and Claudia did it. I mean, especially you, you got that uh, Southern Italian in you. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not fucking with that. I mean, well, you're all right. I'm not, I'm <laughs> it's not, so I'm, funny. Claudia's family is also from the South. So be not, careful. Yeah, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I don't, when I, when I, when people, when Italians tell me they're from the South, I shut up because, because you guys have like this anger, like I'm, I'm generalizing here, but I mean, it's like you, like Calabria, Sicily. I don't met, I don't say anything because I don't know where that anger comes from. Like where like where where does this rage, the southern rage come from? It's not like you guys were oppressed or anything. Where what's the history behind that? <laughs> you're so funny. You are generalizing. I am generalizing. Andrew. I don't have rage. No, nah, you're cool. I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing. I'm super cool. Yeah, you are. I'm generalizing. <laughs> I'm just talking. I'm trying to get I'm trying to trigger. I'm trying to get triggered people here so they listen to it for clickbait. Now, now I'm starting something here. No, but I'm kidding. No, yes. I know I'm bad, but hey, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, why? This is why I quit fighting because you know, this is another generalization. Jews don't fight. Well, we fight if only for lawyers whining to get the judge to give us the case, or for accountants trying to beat the government to get good tax breaks. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what, Andrew, with like I think with the new generations we're kind of breaking yeah. down all these stereotypes I feel like these stereotypes are super old yeah. school or actually I say that because we live in a liberal place like Montreal yeah 
we are so lucky to live here i mean other places in the world still have that backwards way of thinking so i take back what makes sense said. we're just lucky to live in Montreal. oh we really are i love yeah. the multiculturalism here all the restaurants and like how everyone gets along because it's like i mean one of like my isn't it beautiful to yeah, it really is like i mean i was at dawson and i'm like and you know the stereotype was it's like oh you got to hang out in the second floor calf but i'm like chilling with everybody in the main calf whether they're greek italian chinese i'm like i'm like it's like i'm mr i'm mr united nations you know i keep an open mind you know because that'll yeah and nobody cares yeah. like what ethnicity you are it's just you're a nice person. We get along. That's chill, you know? That's what it's got to be. And that's what I really hope this, like, these chaotic times bring. Like, I really hope, like, as crazy as it sounds, Seb, I really hope it, it makes us reset and really rethink, like, how we treat others, whether you have a, whatever job you have, whatever walk of life you come from or orientation. Because, I mean, this is like a pivotal point where we could either be savages and kill each other or we can actually put anything any difference or stereotype aside and really work together for a good whole and that's why i think uh, montreal can really benefit from from this phase yeah definitely i hope i hope things will just get better and people will you know be different but in a good way in a positive way you know like you said so we'll exactly like, i always like to say like, like i always tell people it's like i don't care if you're gay bi tranny straight muslim jewish christian as long as you pay your taxes and you're respectful to me we're good <laughs> paying the taxes that's a good one because <laughs> i mean listen you know it's like it's like i'm it's like i'm a law-abiding citizen i, I obey citizen. the law but you know at the end of the day it's like don't scam the system just be good you know and be good to others and it will come back to you that's the way it is yeah, you're and that's right. why I, that's why I feel martial arts can do that because when you're in a dojo, it's the most diverse group of people you'll see. Like I'm sure you've seen it in your yeah. in your Muay Thai dojo as well. Definitely, yeah. You have different ages. You have guys, girls uh, from different backgrounds, ethnicities, and you know what? It's all about respect. That's all it is. I think we're seeing that too. I think a lot of people, as we get more into martial arts, there's really like this preach of and practice of respect. And I'm seeing it more and more. Like from my experience, like with doing karate, like I really find I'm like, I have my stereotypical humor for fun where I laugh at myself, but I really find like just doing karate has helped me like become like a better person, actually, you know, more calm. I don't talk on impulse and I just feel calmer from it, even though I'm not training in it right now, but just the impact it's had so far, like I find I'm becoming more understanding with everything. Yeah, definitely. It's not just a physical uh, sense of well-being you get. It's mental as well. And I think that's what people need to understand. You know, it's not just physical, it's mental. So yeah, it has a lot of benefits. It really Where, does. So I want to ask you, Sab, you know, with uh, what you're doing now, being back on Instagram with and the grid, you know, with like all the training you're doing, what do you want the impact to be with this, you know, when this is all said and done? Because I really see this is going to blow up and it's going to just be beneficial for you and Claudia. There's a lot of positives I see happening with it. Honestly, Andrew, I really do pray that it does blow up. Because I just want people to get moving and active. And I just want to motivate people, like especially the people around me. Like I said before, my friends and family. And now we're also getting followers from all around the world, you know, not just people that know us. And we're encouraging each other to get better, get stronger. Like people I just meet on Instagram, we, we become friends, you know, and we're motivating each other, tagging each other in each other's posts and saying, come on, you can do it. Uh, 20 push-up challenge, challenge, let's go. 
next is handstands and it just motivates you to be better so this motivation i just want to project it onto others and i just want people to be excited about working out about feeling good being healthy it's so important and trust me working as a nurse i've seen a lot of fucked up shit like people that don't take care of themselves don't exercise don't eat well don't give a fuck about their health and like that shit scars me and i just want to make a difference that's, that's amazing it. and that's why too it's uh that's why too there's a new saying i've been hearing you know shout out to punch 360 they're a past guest the coach uh, the guy josh who's one of my good friends had this new saying not health as well but it's called wealthy not like with the ea it's wealthy because your health is your wealth so it's something that I really see that what you're preaching and practicing that they're doing too. So it's so important, whether it's martial arts, team sports, just get out, get, get an hour of, of exercise. Exactly, exactly. But that's what it is, Andrew. That's why if you go on our account, you see it's not only strength training, there's hit exercise, high intensity interval, uh, there's martial arts, whatever, jogging, there's everything. Because when you start working out, you don't have to do just one thing. I mean, you need to keep it interesting. You need to try a bunch of different things. You need to try things you like. You don't know what you like if you don't try it, right? So just need to try a bunch of different things see what you like and just be creative even if you know you want to do three four five different things do it as long as you're active who cares i mean it's going to keep things interesting you won't get bored very true because you said when you were doing resistance training after a while you got kind of bored with it which happens a lot and you know you got to just change it up sometimes so that's why it's good what you guys are doing there's so much variety and I mean, there's all there's obviously like, like there, there, there are like personal trainer accounts out there, but yours is different. And that's what I like. It's like I see something new every day. Yeah, we're trying to keep it uh, different, diverse, interesting, you know, um, try to get as much people as possible to come and explore and try out new things. You know, if it's somebody who's always doing cardio and high intensity high intensity interval training maybe you're gonna try some like heavy lifting and see all the benefits it also has on your body you maybe know? yoga too like i saw um, you doing yoga too i think or some form of i don't know like I, I couldn't dissect it but like stretching too like you know really important as well yeah we're definitely gonna put up some stretching and we're also gonna put up uh, some information uh common questions that people have about diet about stretching about certain exercises uh the benefits so that's something we're gonna start soon um and i think it could really help people because people uh, often send us direct messages on Instagram, but questions that a lot of people ask me on a regular basis. So I think providing the answers would also benefit others as well. So we're going to start doing that. Soon yeah, well. Well, that's super important because like I had one guest on, I actually had an MMA journalist on this week uh, named James Lynch from The Score. When I asked him like, how like do I improve my podcast? I could say what he told me for you guys, vary it up. Always ask, have like the question period have like Instagram live, just vary it up, try new stuff and then build on consistency with what systems work for you. Exactly. Well it's said. really important. You know, like you're doing a great job, you know, Claudia too, like she couldn't be here, but you know, Claudia, when you hear this, you know, uh, you're doing an amazing job with Sab. I miss you guys. Even Giovanni, shout out to Giovanni. Greco. <laughs> I miss everybody yes. from the East End. Well, we motivate, we motivate each other to keep going. You know, it's not always easy and that's normal. Sometimes you have it down, you just don't feel like it. Don't think about it twice. You just need to do it. And you feel better doing it, as cliche as it sounds. You're going to feel better after doing it. Exactly. This, this is awesome. So, Sab, you know, this is one thing I'm going to ask you now. So, 
It's called one fighter, one word. I'll make it easy for you because, you know, like, I'm going to make sure, like, you know, you have to describe that fighter in one word and then say it in a sentence or two if you want or whatever, however you feel, why they're that fight kind of fighter. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. I'm going to give you dun, dun, dun. Okay. I don't think you're ready for this, but. Yo- Probably not. No. Okay. Yoel, soldier of God, Romero. Yoel, what what I have to say about him? Yeah. He's a beast. That's it. Yeah, beast. He's and just like, and how he explodes. Like, I don't know. He's he's a beast. He's amazing, and I don't think people know the potential he has, because so many fights he should have won, but he lost, and I don't understand how, and it kind of irritates me. But I really need to see him win a belt. I really, really do. Just for Cuba, because like his story is like out of a movie book. If you listen to the Joe Rogan with Joey Diaz interpreting for Yoel, it's one of the best episodes I've ever listened to. Whether you like Yoel or not, like that episode gives you an insight of like what yeah. kind of person he is. I didn't is. see it though. I don't think I did. Yeah, I send, send it to me, me in that case. It it's a, it's Unfortunately, a I've one. been lacking on the Joe Rogan podcast, so uh, I need to catch up. I need to catch up. You're on the front lines. You're on the front lines. Don't worry. You know, worry about saving lives right now because you're the real superhero. So when girls hear this and whenever any female members that hear this or anyone that aspires to be a nurse, guys, Sabrina is the reason why, one of the reasons why oh my we're God, going no, to beat no, Corona. No. She's a registered <laughs> nurse and educator. Don't. Okay, I don't want to put that pressure on you, but just, I'm helping no, out, Andrew. But you're just doing like a great job. Many people you know, in the Sam, world are helping out. You Every, are. Everyone needs to contribute and do the best they can to save humanity oh i i love this job i have now being a grocery store worker as 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 people like because people ask what my day job is i work in a grocery store but man like just seeing like the kindness that people are showing just for me helping them like that's what makes me love the job more now because i know it's like i have a higher calling with this and you know it's not about me like it's just it's about them it's about making sure they get what they need for their kids they're elderly if they're sick and they shouldn't be out it's just about you know what you do saving lives it's about me also making sure that they're stocked up through this tough period so sav you know when if people want to reach you um on any platform since you're you're coming you're back on now basically what uh where can they reach you if they want to connect and uh, definitely get in touch with you and claudia so it's power underscore up training and uh, we post on a daily basis. So check our wall, check our stories. You could DM us and we're there to answer. If it's not me, it's Claudia. If it's not Claudia, it's me. So always available. Awesome. Well, once again, Sab, I'm really glad I could change this up because, you know, it's good to change it up from all the fighting and do, do something different, which I'm going to start now. Um, I can't officially confirm that after you, uh, nice. Barry might be coming on the show, actually. Yeah, we're going to talk about hockey, just all like the, the shit shows that have happened, like when we played and coached together. So it's good of to change course. it up. Get That's out of your comfort zone a bit, as I'm you like to say. I'm excited to hear that one. Oh, it's go- there's going to be stories galore when it happens. So my coach has been begging, who's been busting <laughs> my balls to get Fairy on. So Mo, you're hearing it here. Fairy's coming on to at an undetermined nice. date, but he's coming on. So 
Yeah. So, well, Sab, once again, I'm really happy uh, you, we could make this happen and I could host you. You know, you're doing amazing things. I'm really glad. Even after 10 years, I mean, it's like that friendship know, we have. It never gets awkward. That's it's just the, the same. That's the, that's, that's the thing. That's the best. Exactly. That's, what, that's, what, that's what real friendship is. And, you know, like, and if you ever want to come back on the show with Claudia again, open door policy, like for you guys, you know, and uh, yeah, if anything new comes for up, sure you want to share, tell me right away. Podcast to keep you uh, updated with what's going on. So thanks so much for having me on. Yeah. Definitely. No problem. We'll get Claudia Definitely. and you on next time together. All right. So have <laughs> thanks, a great Andrew. one and keep Take fighting care. the good fight. Bye. You too. Bye.